Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I am in an Airbnb in Dallas on the last night of a week long trip that has been a complete whirlwind. And um, the title of this vlog is Have Food Will Travel. And um, I thought I would tell you how I handled my food on this trip. Because this is bright line eating, after all. And um, my food was not an issue. And, um, you know, there's this thing that happens in bright line eating where, like, at first your life feels like it gets narrower, smaller, like you're in a box a little bit. Um, travel and social events and people and all the food that they eat and stuff it feels a little overwhelming, you know, you feel a little raw and maybe like not exposing yourself to all that um, food insanity for a bit. And um, maybe if you're like me, like I remember thinking, will I ever live large and free again? Will I ever like um, be free to live in the world? Like all these people eating all this food, I, I'm not gonna partake, right? So. Um, it just felt scary and sad and lonely. And um, sorry, I've got my computer perched on that couch here. It's feeling a little wobbly. <laughs> um, okay, is that better? Maybe, okay. So um, the message that I wanna share is when you get some experience under your belt and you learn how to do this gradually over time, um, you build up habits and behaviors if you lay your foundation really solid where your world opens up again and you get to live free and large. Like, uh, it all works out just fine. So I had the opportunity this past week to, um, do a pretty crazy set of whirlwind trips. I mean, it was, um, I was going to Washington DC with my husband, David, for a little lover's weekend getaway. He had a concert that he wanted to see and he invited me to an OAR concert. And there was a restaurant he wanted to hit that had this amazing Japanese Miyazaki beef. Um, and then uh, I got invited to Dallas to do this um, series of podcast interviews with one of the top health podcasts and it had to be in person because they videotape it and put it up on YouTube as well. And we were looking at the calendar and it was like, oh, right after DC would probably work. So I'll fly from DC to Dallas. And then I was back in Rochester filming the Reboot Resume video series. I think the technical name is Resume, um, the Essentials of Sustainable Weight Loss. And um, I finally had the dates of that video shoot on the calendar nailed down. I'd been um, trying to figure out how to fit that all in for quite a while. And um, the video shoot was split. Anyway, right in between the, the two video shoot days, I, um, I looked and I, I was like, wait a second, this video shoot is gonna wrap up on December 11th. And then I checked online, I was like, wait a second, the last day of the Prince for You orchestral 
concert that was commissioned by the Prince Estate that Questlove arranged and that's been touring the world that I missed in New York. I had tickets to it and I missed my flight, so I missed the concert. I've been like watching online as this tour went around the world and I was like, I'm gonna miss it. I'm not gonna be able to catch it. I got this, this resume launch that I'm doing and I'm not gonna catch it. And then I thought, wait a second, the video shoot is wrapping up December 11th. The final day of this concert is December 13th in London. I could catch it. I could fly from New York to London on December 12th, fly to London, catch the concert on December 13th, fly back to Washington DC with David and then head to Dallas and then head home. And uh, my videographer, Daniel, has been like crazy about Prince music um, lately. And I was like, Daniel, you wanna go to this concert? He was like, yeah, I do. So we tacked that on. I tacked that on to the beginning and then I would like fly from there to meet David. So it was set. Crazy itinerary, I get that. Not everybody likes to swirl their life around like I do sometimes, but oh, I wanted to catch that concert. If you don't know me, like Prince is like, you know, I was thinking, you know, how many more Prince concerts are there gonna be? Probably not that many more. So before I left, I thought about my food and I made a spreadsheet of all the meals from Rochester to London and back to DC to get me to that dinner of Miyazaki beef with my husband in Washington, DC. And I counted out the meals to get me and Daniel to London. I asked Daniel like, how do you like to eat? He's like, I want to eat like you eat. <laughs> Cause like you eat the best. It's like true that. So I packed up two of every meal. It was four meals to get us to London. So David drove me and Daniel to Toronto. We ate lunch in the truck on the way to Toronto. Lunch was hummus, veggies, olives, and an apple. Brightline weights. And then we got on the plane in Toronto and we had three additional meals. Dinner, breakfast, lunch. It was a red eye overnight. And um, I had all this food packed. I brought my teddy bear, Roster. He goes everywhere with me. So Roster was in the house. Teddy bear in the house. And um, breakfast traveling was fiber one. Yogurt cups, those are risky because they're gels. They might confiscate those. So we packed nuts just in case. Um, and blueberries in little baggies. Lunch or dinner was a, a, a container. Those containers were helpful, by the way. Got to London, washed those out to carry food back. Um, dinner was just a bunch of cooked veggies and some tofu. Um, yum. And then um, lunch was the same again. Hummus, veggies, olives, apple. So we rocked up to London and uh, landed at noon. London time, and then it took three hours to get through, what do you call it, customs, whatever they called it, crazy. And by the time we got actually into London, we hit the Airbnb, dropped off all our stuff, and then went to Whole Foods. And we bought um, our dinners for that night, right off the prepared foods bar, 
and um, Daniel was staying in London longer because he's not crazy like me, like flying into London for a day. So for me, I got my breakfast, um, my lunch, and an extra meal, which I ended up making a breakfast for the way back. Now, here's the thing when you travel internationally, when you cross a bunch of time zones, the notions of breakfast, lunch, and dinner start to break down, right? Like you're flying to Australia, night and day are flipping on you. What does three meals a day even mean? So what you got to do is you got to anchor your arrival point with a meal that makes sense in that time zone where you're going to land. And then basically you just eat every four to six hours for that flight. You can't guarantee that you're going to sleep eight hours on a flight, right? Doesn't happen. So you got to fuel your body for the whole flight as if it's awake hours, the whole travel time. So I was keeping that in mind for my flight back. So we got all this stuff at Whole Foods. We rock up to Royal Albert Hall, show our tickets the very front door, and they're like, um, no outside food, no weapons, go get your bag searched over there. And we've got our groceries from Whole Foods with us, including our dinners in there, and like all, like all these blueberries, like six packs of blueberries, and all this food. So we're like, <laughs> no outside food, no weapons. Go get your bag searched over there. We've got a friggin' bag of groceries with us. So we go over to the line. We get up and, and we just open it up. There's our bag of groceries. And the guy looks down. He's like, <laughs> we're like he's like, you're having a berry fest. <laughs> we're like, we're American. We just landed here. We're just here for the concert. And this is our food for the next day and a half. And, and, uh, we're like, these are our groceries. We didn't have time to like go back to the Airbnb after Whole Foods. And he looks at us and he goes, I ain't seen nothing. I ain't seen nothing. Go on, go on. I ain't seen nothing. <laughs> and we're like, really? We can just go in. He's like, go on, go in. We're like, oh God. So we go in, we go downstairs where the bathrooms are. We need to eat. The show's starting in like 25 minutes. We're like, do you want to eat? We're like, yeah, we want to eat. So we just sat there in the corners, like a little dungeon, you know, old buildings, right? Little dungeon. And we just sat there and ate our food. And then the, they came on the loudspeaker, five minutes to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. So we went into the theater. It was so beautiful. Royal Albert Hall is so beautiful. Daniel looked at me and said, this could be emotional for you. I hadn't even considered that. <laughs> And Questlove's voice came out over the loudspeaker saying, you know, I invite you to consider this a celebration of life. And I lost it, started to sob. And the concert was amazing. And <sighs> packed my food for the flight, had breakfast, in the Airbnb and then packed two meals for the trip back to DC and then landed in DC. Now, the London trip was all packed food, weighed food, whole foods, Airbnb. DC, I did a different way. David kind of likes, when he goes traveling, he kind of likes hotels and restaurants, which I can do. Okay, I can do hotels and restaurants. So I landed in DC. Um, met up with David. We took a taxi or an Uber or whatever it was to the hotel. And um, 
went out to a fancy dinner. Now, fancy dinners, it's tricky, right? Like that food rings my bell a little bit, which is okay, but it's gotta be managed a little bit. Because I'm someone that like, when my food bell gets rung, it can lead me astray. Now, let me just say, at that dinner, I felt so beautiful. Like I um, benefited from the care that I'd been taking of myself. David even looked me up and down. He's like, you look good. Which I think was a little nod to like, your food's been really clean because look at you. Um, it's a thing about food, right? Like we wear it on our bodies, don't we? So um, I have some automatic habits in place so that a fancy restaurant like a, a fancy restaurant meal like that is bounded. To drink, I have sparkling water with lime. It feels festive. It often goes into a wine glass or something like that. It's sparkly. Nobody knows if I'm drinking vodka or sparkling water. It's sparkling water with lime. That's my, that's my drink. That's my go-to order. I'm not having bread. I'm not having uh, dessert. I'm not having any of that stuff. I'm having protein and produce. I didn't weigh my food in that restaurant meal, which is fine. Um, I didn't even really eyeball it. Like we just ordered, you know, just little moderate amounts of food and I just ate my protein and produce meal over. But it was good. Like sometimes people ask in Brightline Eating, how do you celebrate a special fancy occasion? And I'm like, I go out to dinner. Like I still go out to dinner. I do. I go out to dinner to celebrate. And it's okay. And I love it. I enjoy it. Like that Miyazaki beef. Oh my gosh, those hand massaged cows. <laughs> Whoa. I'm mostly plant-based, but um yeah, that Japanese grade A5 Wagyu beef. Yeah, okay, that rings my bell. And the next day, the next morning, I weighed my breakfast off the buffet at the Hyatt on the water in Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, I weighed that food. I didn't want the sexiness of the restaurant meal the night before to like dribble into some sloppiness. Like it, that was part of bounding that restaurant meal was the next day weighing and measuring. And um, then that day, during the day, we went to the Holocaust Museum. And it was gut-wrenching. Of course it was. Gut-wrenching. And I got to the museum cafe and I weighed my food. Even though it really came in like these little containers that were probably already fine, I put it on the scale because I just didn't want to have to think about my quantities, eyeballing them at all. I didn't want to have to think about it. I was so emotional. I just put my food on the scale, ate my little containers of food. And then that night, David and I went out to the OAR concert and we went to the seafood restaurant ahead of time. And oh my gosh, okay. Ordering in this restaurant was like, um, you know, it was kind of a complicated menu. They had a few sides of vegetables, but they were honey glazed Brussels sprouts and maple glazed butternut squash. So my first question of the waiter is, hey, could you do the butternut squash or the Brussels sprouts without the sweet glaze? Like, could you just do those plain for me? He's like, 
I don't know, let me check. So he goes back to the kitchen, comes back out. No, they're marinated in big vats overnight. It's all mixed in already. I'm like, okay. So I look through the menu and um, I see some dish that looks complicated, but it's got broccolini in it. And I'm like, hey, could I have that broccolini separate just as a side? He's like, let me go check. So he goes back and he checks. He comes back out and he's like, I can do that dish with Brussels sprouts instead of broccolini. I was like, that's, that's not what I asked. Uh, could I have the broccolini on the side? And he was like, oh, let me go check. <laughs> so he goes into the back. He comes out. He's like, we could do that. And I'm like, great. Now this salad right here, can I have that without the honey bacon vinaigrette? Do you just have carafes of oil and vinegar? He's like, let me go check. <laughs> so he goes to the back. He's like, they can do it with a lemon vinaigrette. I'm like, perfect. That sounds great. So then David ordered, I'm like, I'll have the salad and I'll have the broccolini. Then David orders, he's like, can I have the scallops? But would you do me a favor and just bring those exactly as they come out from the menu? <laughs> and the guy cracks up and I crack up. So it was all fun. It's all cool in the gang. So my greens come out. I had some ceviche for protein. We go to the concert, we had a ball. And you know, at the end of the concert, it kind of looks like, um, you know, like people look like they're having fun, right? Drinking their beer at a concert until they spill it on you or themselves, act like idiots, whatever. But like at the end of the concert, they turn the house lights on and oh my goodness, it's kind of like the day after a binge, right? You're like, oh, that indulgence doesn't look so pretty when you turn all the lights on, right? You turn the house lights on, it's like, oh, no. Uh, I would rather keep myself bright, right? So then I flew to Dallas and I hit a Whole Foods and back to an Airbnb, which I'm in now, and weighing and measuring my food, having a kitchen, buying my food, back to my hummus and my tofu and my grilled veggies and my apples and my blueberries and bought a bag of oat bran for my cereal and little bags, little things of plant-based yogurt. And I went over to the guy's house who was shooting the podcast. Amazing guy, Jonathan Hunsacker from Organics. Um, I think the podcast is called Empowering You Organically. And I'm going to be the guest for three shows in a row, December 26th, January 2nd, and January 9th. We shot them all live in his house that day. And I called ahead and I asked, hey, what are you doing for food? And he's like, and I'm like, I, I just bought a bunch of groceries. What are you thinking? I brought my food for lunch, ate my own lunch, weighed it, and brought some extra salad stuff and veggies. And he provided some protein and some extra produce and stuff. And we made dinner together. Like we assembled dinner together. It was lovely. It was lovely. Broke bread. I talked to my sponsor before. I was like, so I'm going over to this guy's house. And he said he's, he could, he's going to have elk and like some kind of arugula salad. But I've got my food purchased from Whole Foods. What do you think I should do? And she's like, why don't you go break bread with this guy and split the difference? Like, why don't you bring some extra produce? Because nobody ever estimates enough produce, right? And um, have the elk that he's serving and, and, and men, 
you know, like meld your meals together. And I'm like, that sounds perfect. So I brought my scale. That's what I did for my food there for dinner. And now I'm back here and I'm about to weigh out my food for my flight home tomorrow. Um, and, you know, like I have a tape measure. I've been measuring my waist. It's smaller than it was before I left for London. Like, I've had so much fun. I've been adulting all over the place, like showing up for this beautiful resume launch. I've been reading your comments below video one. Thank you so much. I've read every comment. Oh, you touch me. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'm headed home after a crazy insane week. Now I get that not everybody wants to live like that. That's a little insane for most people. I wanted to catch that concert. So I did. Peak life experience in the books. And um, I just want to let you know that um, I earned this and I'm grateful. I earned it by logging months and years of clean, bright line eating, practicing good habits. And now I know how to fly wherever, deal with whatever and keep my food in order, right? And I've also experienced it the other way. As you well know, if you've been tuning in for any length of time, you know that I've traveled and fallen and off the rails. So it feels sweet and good to share with you what I did this time specifically to keep my food on track. And I just wanna let you know, you can go anywhere and do anything, right? There's always a cost, I'm exhausted. Worth it. Let me just check my little sheet because I had so much I wanted to share with you in this vlog. It's my bullets. Covered it all. Yeah, I gotta say, the dude at the ba at the bag check at Royal Albert Hall is my favorite part. You're having a berry fest. <laughs> I see nothing. I ain't see nothing. You go in. Like, oh. All right. To the dude at the bag check at the Royal Albert Hall, this is Susan Pierce Thompson tuning out, letting you know you can go anywhere and do anything with Brightline Eating and live happy, thin, and free. I'll see you next week. <laughs>